everything we've been taught from carb counting to which carbs do we count to how do we dose our insulin for those carbs and so much more we've been taught incorrectly. See, over the years, strategies have changed, but so have the ways that we view these strategies. And if you haven't been caught up yet, you just might be putting yourself into a dangerous position, just like I was not too long ago. In today's lesson, I want to share with you a few epiphanies that I've had recently that allowed me to revisit the foundations of my type 1 diabetes management and fix things at their core so that they no longer plague me and make my diabetes more difficult than it needs to be. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I'm a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist living with type 1 diabetes. And today I want to share a lesson with you that I hope will help you to make diabetes a little easier and a little more clear. Let's jump into our theme song and then I got a story for you. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Over the last year, I've been training for triathlons. I've actually competed in three so far, and I'm actually in the middle of training for a half Ironman, which if you don't know, is insane. Uh, just, we'll just leave it there. But the point that I wanted to make is that through the process of competing in triathlons, I have uncovered a plethora of difficulties and obstacles with my own physical body that I've had to push through, and unfortunately, recover from as well. Had a few injuries along the way, injured my foot, my knee, and my hip on both sides. And it made me think of two different excuses. One is that this is just how life is. You know, I keep getting told, oh, once you cross 30, it's all downhill from there. And I'm like, 30 is, it's, it was a while ago. So um, what kind of issues do I have that are permanent, right? But the second one is compensation. And this is where I went to a physical therapist not too long ago. I started seeing one that helped me to see that I had actually been compensating and that life does not have to be this way. See, I know a lot of diabetics are told oh, this is just how diabetes is. It's hard. They don't stay in control. Your blood sugars are going to be erratic. Uh, that's just how life is. And unfortunately, we take that because we assume that these doctors know everything. But the reality is that most of them have not been updated on what's available nowadays. And thankfully, this PT, physical therapist that I've been seeing, is up to date in everything sports related. And he said, oh, no, no, you've got foot injuries, knee injuries, hip injuries. This isn't something you just have to deal with. We can fix this, but you have to be willing to get to the core, the root issue. Are you willing to do that? I said, yes, whatever it takes, because the next race that I have is over 70 miles long. I can't do that if I'm limping halfway through. He said, okay, let's get to it. Now, what he ended up finding out is that my injuries were due from a complication from compensation. And what I mean by that is, uh, let's say my knee, for example, my knee was injured because I had been overcompensating with an IT band that was compensating for a weak glute muscle or butt, right? For those of you who don't know, uh, your glutes. Now, the issue is that I had no idea that I was compensating in the first place. All I knew is that my T-band, or the outside of my thigh, always felt tight and kind of painful. But I thought, that's just the way that it was. He said, no, the way that I've tested and I've you know, given you my expert perspective, I can tell 
and he, he did run some like pressure point tests and some muscle tests and he's like your glutes are weak dude and i was like there's no chance i can squat heavy i put a lot of weight on the bar i can squat and he's like you're overcompensating there too a lot of people do this and i was shocked right I realized that what he was saying was, I've been doing things wrong my entire life. And that as a result, when I finally pushed myself in triathlons, it really came to the surface. And with diabetes, I see this all the time too. People that I talk to, I consult with a lot of type ones and they'll tell me, oh, I've had diabetes for 40 years. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, then why isn't it working? Right. So the same thing he could say to me, I told uh, my physical therapist, Hey, I've been an athlete my whole life. I was a collegiate athlete, right? Like I know what I'm doing. I'm also a master fitness trainer. (laughs) You can try to help, but I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. And he was like, well, have you been doing new things every year? Or are you just revisiting the foundations you learned forever ago? Like in college when you were a collegiate athlete. And I was like, okay, you can talk. (laughs) Please share your information with me. And I've asked a similar question to a lot of diabetic clients that I have. You know, you have 40 years of uh, life with diabetes. Is that 40 years of continued innovation and learning where every year you're researching what's new, trying new diets, new exercises, taking notes and being really, really focused about it? Or did you learn the bare minimum on the first year to make sure you found what works? And then you stopped trying new things. You stopped innovating and just repeated that same year 40 times, right? So that's a big difference. It's 40 years of innovation and continued learning, or is it one year of learning and innovation repeated 40 times, right? Copy and paste. So what's really important as this distinction is that when we zoom back out, we've got two different paths when we have this uh, ignorance tax that we're paying. I, I referenced this in previous episodes as well, but one of them is compensation. So if I have high blood sugars, I'm probably going to compensate in other areas like adding more insulin without knowing the, the true source of those high blood sugars. And this actually happened to me many years ago with an endo that didn't quite know what she was doing, which unfortunately is more common then I'd like to admit, I hear this a lot, that endos and dietitians and doctors are just giving outdated advice. But I went in uh, many years ago to ask for help with high blood sugars in between meals. I said, hey, Miss Endo, uh, my blood sugars are fine right after a meal, but many hours later, I have high blood sugars, like all the time. And she was like, oh, that's because your long acting isn't high enough. Let's just add some more Lantus, right? And this was when I was on MDI or multiple daily injections. I said, okay, great, that'll fix it. And it did, sorta, right? It fixed the highs that I was seeing between meals because more insulin, <laughs> of course it will, but it also gave me low blood sugars overnight. And I thought, well, that's odd. Uh, we solved one problem, but created a new one. I don't like that. And uh, unfortunately, that is the answer that most endos, dietitians, and doctors give is if then. If blood sugars are high, then we give more insulin. If blood sugars are low, then we give less insulin. And it's not always as simple as that. So that's an example of compensation, right? And and because of compensating in the incorrect way, just like with my legs and my hips, overcompensation can lead to injury or can lead to dangerous blood sugars. There were a number of times where I woke up shaking, sweaty, confused, not sure where I was, crawling to the fridge, trying to get to the orange juice, right? That's no way to live life. And so I went back to my endo and said, hey, been having lows all the time. Uh, What gives? She was like, oh, less insulin, right? Well, now we're back to the highs during the day. 
Now, if we had uncovered the root cause, which I would discover years later through my own research, which I now coach my clients on, is that I didn't have an insulin to protein ratio or an insulin to fat resistance ratio. So I wasn't taking insulin for proteins and fats, which now we know is something we have to consider with insulin for those of us who are insulin dependent, right? So she had put a band-aid of just more insulin, but didn't quite attribute the, the root cause properly. So it led into compensation from the wrong area. Now, with the other side of things, if we're not looking at compensation, we might be looking at the expectation or a false expectation rather, where we're told by our doctors or our endos or our dietitians, that's just how it is, right? So my endo might have told me, oh, high blood sugars, that's just how diabetes is sometimes. And unfortunately, I've heard that as well. Not just for me, but for many of my clients. You know, I have, I have doctors that I'll tell my clients, oh, your A1C is above a seven, that's fine. That's just how it is. Oh, you have lows multiple times a week, that's just how it is. You know, diabetes is never going to be perfect, which to be fair, it will never be perfect. But why aren't we trying? Right. And I like to hold myself to a higher standard. I assume you do as well, because you're here with me on this episode, still listening as I'm rambling about the deep inner workings of diabetes and finding the root cause of why your blood sugars are going up and down. And unfortunately, we have to step outside of the, the standard medical care because it's just not cutting it. Right? They help us to survive with diabetes, which is great. It's a great start, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But they don't help us oftentimes to thrive with our diabetes. And unfortunately, it requires a lot more effort on our end because there isn't a lot of help out there. You know, that's why our program exists in the first place is to offer that helping hand, to give you the information and the customization that most doctor's offices can't offer because they're flooded with patients, right? They would love to help, I'm sure, but they just can't. So instead, we have to take a look at our own life and look for where blood sugars are going awry and how can we fix that. And what's more important and a lot more difficult to identify by yourself is where I think going wrong that I am compensating for that are going just right enough for me not to notice, right? So where are my blood sugars cooperating good enough, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong, right? So oftentimes I might be doing something that is incorrect, but it leads to a good outcome. So I'll never know. Or alternatively, I might not be doing something and that could be leading to a good enough outcome where blood sugars aren't perfect, but they work kind of, right? And I don't want to mess it up, so I just don't fiddle with it. And that's a very dangerous place to be. So what's crazy is that this whole time, I thought maybe it was my shoes were causing the injury or maybe it was my running form or something. No, it turns out I was taught wrong initially from like a coach in high school decades ago. And because of that, I've built this into such a habit that feels automatic that now I have to unlearn the things that I was taught incorrectly, like many of us with our doctors or endos, right? And I have to relearn with new strategies. And this is why I always tell my clients that we are renegade warriors. We think differently. We have to think differently if we expect different outcomes than the standard expectations of 70% time in range and a 7A1C. That's crap, right? I mean, it's good to get there if you're not there yet, but that is crap as a desired outcome in the end. 
It's a good stepping stone. It's a good milestone to get to your end result, which should be higher standards than what your doctor is or endo is setting for you. And similarly, my initial standards for running this triathlon was I'll cross the finish line no matter what. I don't care if I'm injured or not. And this physical therapist was like, why would you want to be injured? Why not complete the race feeling good so you don't cause permanent injury for the rest of your life and you can never walk correctly again? It's like, oh yeah, with diabetes, I don't want to cause so much damage that it is irreversible because I was so stubborn and thought that I knew everything. Instead, what if I revisit the areas that I might be compensating in and actually try to fix things at the core so that I can live the rest of my life happy and healthy and full of life? Right? And these are things you have to make deals with yourself on. I can't change this for you. This has to be you going internally and saying, you know what? I do want to put the work in to fix my blood sugars and not just create new band-aid fixes. I want the solution. I want the surgery. Right? It's going to be more issue up front, but I get longer benefits forever. That has to be a decision that you make though. Now I'm curious as you're watching this, I would love to see some comments in the, the chat if you're on YouTube with me. Have you had a similar experience now that you think about it? And as you're running through ideas in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, my endo or my doctor or dietitian or maybe even me have been compensating with something else like uh, blood sugars are high, we just threw extra insulin at it. Or were you ever told that's just how it is? Were you ever given false expectations of life with diabetes. I'd love to know. Drop a comment. Give me a piece of your story. I love reading every single one of them. And while you guys are commenting on that, I know that a lot of people thinking here in Atlantis and multiple daily injections, you're like, oh, but you could fix that on a pump nowadays, right? You wouldn't have to worry about insulin to protein ratios, insulin to fat. You could just change the basal rate during the daytime and not during night. So you wouldn't go low at night, but it would fix the highs during the day. And you're mostly correct but not quite fully. And the reason is that it's still considered a Band-Aid fix. You're still compensating for something, right? You're adding insulin without knowing why, and that is what can be dangerous, right? Because if you are adding extra basil to cover a delayed spike, if it's not because basil is too low, maybe it is from proteins or fats or you know, delayed digestion due to fiber, well, then whenever you switch up your meal time or your meal type or any other variable in your day, things are going to go a little bit off track and it's going to drive you nuts because I've experienced that too. I know exactly what that feels like to have everything smooth sailing until you get just a little hiccup in your routine. And then all of a sudden blood sugars are just chaotic and you're like, what happened? I didn't even do anything different. Oh, I did one small thing different. Are you serious? That was the issue because when you compensate, you create blind spots. We talked about this in the last episode as well. Blind spots can be very dangerous and you need to be more aware of them. So instead of creating blind spots through compensation, through blanket statements and band-aids, instead we need to get to the root source of things. And here's the problem with this. So many people don't know they can reach out to experts or coaches or mentors to give them that high level perspective to fix their blood sugars at the source, right? They think their doctor or their endo or their dietitian is the only option they have. And that is so untrue and so sad to think about, right? And obviously you're here, so you're looking for more information, which is amazing. I'm so proud of you for being here uh, because that, that means you're the type of person that takes action on things. You're taking responsibility for your diabetes, not waiting for somebody else to fix you, right? And for many months when I was training for triathlon, 
that's what I was doing. I was waiting for my body to just heal itself. <laughs> I was like, okay, my knee's going to be fine. It just needs to rest, right? And then months later, I'm like, my knee still hurts really bad. And now my hip hurts for some reason, right? And it took me finally agreeing to go see an expert and hire somebody who could then look at the whole situation, assess my individual situation, and not just a blanket statement of runners or triathletes, but what is Matt's knee doing? What is Matt's hip doing? How is this all connected, right? And with that unique expert perspective, he was able to tell me, oh, your knee is injured because your IT band is this and your hip is that, and oh, your glutes are weak. I was like, there's no chance, right? I was so blind to this being the source of my problem, I told him, that's not possible. And then he showed me how weak I was, and since then has given me homework and different mobility exercises, strengthening pieces, and stretches that have enabled me to not only fix the problem, but to see actual progress. And since then, I have set two personal bests in the last week for longest distance run and longest distance biked with zero injuries. I'm getting chills just talking about this because I didn't think that was possible. And so many times I have clients that come to me with the same story. Matt, I didn't know it was possible to enjoy pizza and keep flatlining blood sugars. Matt, I didn't know I could run a marathon and stay 100% time in range through the entire thing. Matt, I didn't know I could take care of my blood sugars and have peace of mind at the same time. See, these are the things that we don't know that are possible unless we're surrounded by the right kinds of people who are pursuing greatness in themselves as well. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. That's why I love seeing you in the comments because you're actively surrounding yourself and putting yourself out there by people that are like you, that are also pursuing greatness and progress with blood sugars because you probably also realize that by pursuing greater blood sugar management control, you're also going to allow yourself to live not only a healthier life, but a happier life as well. And to me, that's huge. Right to be able to have blood sugars controlled so they're no longer pulling you out of the moment or out of experiencing the joys of life. And you get to be more present and actually pursue things that you want to do instead of waiting for blood sugars to give you the okay. Right? It's a different way to live life. And I'm happy to have you on this journey with me. Now, before we wrap up, I wanted to give you some examples that you can actually take away from this episode. So thanks for sticking around to the end. I want to reward you for that. Now, the false expectations, this one's abundantly clear. It is what it is, right? We can sum it up in that phrase. It is what it is. Diabetes. That's just how life is with diabetes. It's difficult. It can't be controlled. You're going to get complications. You're going to die early. Those are the lies that I was fed on the day that I was diagnosed, Okay, so you have to check in with those and see which expectations that you've been given are actually real. I'll give you one that's going to challenge the norm of diabetes. I've maintained over 90% time and range coming up on five years straight. I just checked this. I went into my, my Dexcom Clarity reports. It's like, how long have I maintained this? It's like three, maybe four years. No, I'm actually about two and a half months shy of five years straight of over 90% time and range while competing in triathlons, uh, while being a collegiate athlete. Well, technically that was in the middle there, but uh, and more recently becoming a parent, owning a business, living my life, eating fun foods, right? I don't restrict things. That's possible. I want you to know that. So that, that might have been a false expectation that carbs are not the devil. You can eat what you want as long as you have the right blood sugar formula in place. Now, the other side of today's topic 
Compensation. What does that look like to compensate wrongly with our blood sugars? Uh, oftentimes, if we see some higher blood sugars post-meal, we might add extra long-acting or extra basal. Now, <clears throat> it's going to fix the problem, sorta, right? You're like piecing it together, and it's kind of like putting a bunch of band-aids on a big gaping wound. It'll keep it good enough, but only until you get to the hospital, right? You still have to get the surgery. And oftentimes, when it is misplaced or uh, mislabeled with the highs that we're seeing, again, like I said, the second something changes in your routine, everything's gonna go to chaos. It's gonna be really difficult. Another example might be you take too much insulin or your insulin to carb ratio is too strong because of a lack of a pre-bolus, right? And so if you're not doing the right pre-bolus timing or a split dose of any kind, you might notice that you're taking extra insulin. So when then you do finally pre-bolus, you end up going low, right? So you gotta find the right balancing point and get to the actual source of the problems if you ever expect to have more predictable and controlled blood sugars. And again, if you compensate, you create blind spots and that's where it gets really tricky, really dangerous if you're not careful. So ultimately, what I wanna wrap up this episode with is that you might need to take a big look at everything with diabetes, zoom out, and the tricky part is oftentimes in our own lives, we are ignorant or have blind spots of things that we are completely unaware of. So it is extremely helpful to hire an expert or a mentor or a coach of some kind who can come in and provide that bird's eye view, see everything that's going on uh, without having the uh, emotional involvement, right? Or preconceived notions or expectations they've been given. It's just a nice logical view of everything and just like my physical therapist helped me to see, if you can find the root issue and put the work in, you can achieve stability. You can achieve an actual solution that allows you to move on and make progress, which is where life gets really exciting. So if you're looking for more information, we've got hundreds of episodes, resources, trainings. I mean, you've, you see them on the page probably, right? So go check them out. I really appreciate you coming by. I hope this has been helpful. And if it has, feel free to share it around with somebody else who might need this because we don't put any paid ads behind this or take sponsorships. This word of mouth is the only way this spreads around. And I hope that you're the kind of person that wants to do good in the world by sharing good news. So do something with this change your own life, change somebody else's life. I'll catch you in the next episode and keep up the fight.